I am unashamed. What about you? So Phyllis is in the um, back in the lair. Welcome, Phyllis. It's always good to have you. Thanks. And and you've got your um, face paint on, which means that you went hunting today. Oh, we did. Right. So you've been on a little run here. You've hunted how many days in a row? Every day I'm off, I'm pretty much in, in the, blind. the blind. Have um, you been with us the last three days? Mm-hmm. Yeah, what, is, yeah. what, is your assess, what is your assessment of what's happened in the last three days? Because I was there. There are a lot of woodies. A lot of woodies. Lot of woodies. Um, Good. Yeah. I like it. <laughs> Which are woodies. the best to eat, so we love that. <laughs> They're great. You come back and then we've turned it into some kind of feast. It's great. Mm-hmm. I love to eat them. Dad deep fried some last night. And, uh, man, outstanding. I, I thought it was beef. I, I do think mm-hmm. that Saturday and today, when we were one short of the limit. Yeah, Phyllis has confirmed Phyllis, kills now. Phyllis, I mean, that's hard for a, a new person to hunt, and the we only need one. And you said, it's mine. And then to have to stand up and shoot in front of everybody. So describe describe that. It does not bother me because I don't have that (laughs) kind of ego wrapped up into it. Like, I know that I'm new. And so I expect to shoot like a new person. Are you sure you're kin to us? No, okay. (laughs) No. I was trying to teach, uh, or not teach, but talk to Phyllis because I hunted yesterday about duck hunting. The hardest thing to learn about, especially in a blind full of people that have hunted together for years, is the instinct like to know where to look? Yeah, what's about to happen? Because you you know ducks are they they they're patternized, but you know they'll surprise you sometimes. But you kind of know, so you got to look at other people in the blind. You got to see. It's well, like then you're ready. You know, it's it's hard to do it, and it all happens like that. I mean, this so commercial fast. made this saying famous, but we've been saying this for thirty years. You have to stay in your lane, and it's an imaginary stay in your lane, sis lane. <laughs> Because once you get too far, people are not happy. Yeah, well, then you start shooting over people's heads and doing all the things. Then it that gets into duck etiquette. Duck for the etiquette most problem. part, I mean, unless I've messed up, I don't know. He mm. hasn't said. I'm um, pretty good. I I stay in my. I'm, I don't. Stone Stone is watching you and giving mm-hmm. you pointers on any you know hiccups that you're having. So yeah, it's so. basically just learned by trial by fire, I guess. Because I was recall I was hearing Phil today. He was telling you. Like once you shot, he said you shot too high. Right. Get over your head. And I was thinking, do I remember having this? What? And no. And you'll notice Phil, after I shoot, I'm asking, where did I shoot? Where did I miss? So I can, I want to know. I want the feedback. So I, the, the critique, so I can take that and adjust yeah. what I'm doing, so I do better the next time. Well, you got a way better deal. You've got the mellow feel. When I was a kid, <laughs> I think the first time I shot, I actually shot the decoys. <laughs> Because they said, kill him, Jason. I couldn't see over the shooting port, so I had to stand up mm-hmm. on a bucket. Mm-hmm. They had given me a 12-gauge Magnum Browning. <laughs> I mean, I'm eight years they old. That kicks like a mule. Well, when I fired the first shot, when I went, they said, kill him. Well, I, I, had, I hadn't seen the decoys yet. So when I, I thought, well, there's 100 just sitting there. See, I think I'll shoot those. <laughs> you, you have to really begin to see the difference between the decoys and the yeah. ducks. And it, the first couple times I was out My there, I'm thinking, My comment was, hard to said, see. what do you think I got him? He said, you got one duck and about six decoys <laughs> and one shot. I said, yeah, that's good shooting now, man. Well, what's funny is now, in the old days, decoys, you didn't want to use decoys because you know, had to buy them and all that. But, I mean, I, we probably hadn't bought a decoy in a long time. So it, it's, well, it, it matters less to me. Well, I will say this. this it wasn't in a decoy. I'm just shooting whatever's in there. I will say this with 100% certainty. Every decoy 
that we had out today, which was probably 36, were shot. Because <laughs> I had to put them way out. And then stuff kept lighting in between, right? They, yeah. Well, when you put them way out in front of you. Yeah. And this hole, we, we hunted it for years, and we couldn't get them in there because they always tried to light in this little pocket. So I had a thought, well, let's just put all the decoys in the pocket, and maybe they'll come in between us. It worked. And they did. The problem with that is you go through all your decoys by the end of the season <laughs> if you hunt there. Right. In fact, when we got there, Phil said decoys are way too far out. But, I mean, he just – you remember now when we put them out there, what happened? And, I mean, they bombed. You put the decoys with 99% of the people say you put them too far out. But the way that configuration of that hole is – and the wind today was blowing right at us. Right at us. Right at us. So they're coming around behind. But these suckers came down out front and made their loop just a sharp cut and straight down. Right in front um, of you. Yeah, but I mean, you know, we're talking a few mallards, a few gadball, and a lot of woodies. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, we eat wood ducks. Oh, they're delicious. Lot. And it's one of the best there is. Mm-hmm. You tenderize them, soak them in buttermilk overnight. Yep, do a little brine on them. Pour the buttermilk off, make you an egg wash, salt black pepper them good, both sides, roll them around a little bit. They're, just, they're wet from buttermilk. Yeah. We're eating a lot of ducks. And you whip four or five eggs and just work that in right quick. And so it's a really a batter. I it tasted, a large it was batter. like a super well, delicious round steak. Mm-hmm. No gaminess. I mean, they were. You yeah, have to tenderize it. It looks about like that. It's about that side. What do we do? You go over all the breasts <laughs> like that. It's oh, like a meat he's, tenderizer. He's, yeah. he's tenderizing. Uh, I'm giving you the sound, like, <laughs> sound effects. Yeah. That's what it sounds like. Well, normally people have to pay extra for that, but on Unashamed, Dad. It's a certain kind you have to have. It's about this big around, like a cup, about big as that cup. And it had needles look like coming out of it. Yeah, it's stone. And when you push yeah. down, those needles come forth, and you cut the little sinews here, and there, and that's why you ate them. You be thinking it was a it was high beef. grade of beef. I'll have to beef. confess, the first time I got it, I couldn't, I couldn't figure it out. I was, you know, and I, ah! <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you tenderized your my own index hand. finger, and it was <laughs> my trigger sharp. finger. <laughs> you were certain how it worked. At I that thought, point. I get it, I get it. All right, it's the Christmas season. Well, Jay's first show, show your shirt. To camera. This is one this of is our a, new shirts. We've been talking about our new merchandise on yeah. Blaze, uh, and you can, and so these are some new shirts that have been inspired by uh, our show. We've got some shirts we'll be wearing. I love this one because yeah. it says "Love Always Protects." But First Corinthians thirteen seven, and then it's got an AR there. But isn't this trademark by the Holy Spirit? Well, it is, except oh. except for well, you the, should uh, put AR. trademark Holy Spirit at the bottom. Yeah, that'd be good. Make like that it. change. Look, I, all of them, look, write, write that down. Okay. It's just a thought. So I guarantee you somebody will be selling trademark all these spirits. All right, it's the Christmas season. This is supposed to be our Christmas special, right? This is episode 200. I know right. you love numbers. They mean so much to you. So This is our 200th episode, and it's our Christmas episode. I have some. This is going to be exciting news for some of you, and this depressing news for some of you. But last night. I got into an argument with my wife and my in-laws, playfully. That's what we do at this stage. And it was over Christmas. Playful argument. Do you have a and lot of so playful arguments, Dad? I, well, my wife and I, we, we, that's, we like doing that. And uh, so it all started when Karina, my adopted daughter from Nicaragua, she came in and said, 
uh, sir, she calls, you know, I said, you don't have to call me, sir, because she's 21 now. <laughs> yeah. But she's like, uh, excuse me, sir, is Christmas December the 25th? Well, I bust out laughing. I was like, uh, yeah. <laughs> she said, oh, thank you. I was like, well, is it not December 25th in Nicaragua? She's like, no, it's the 24th. I said, well, that didn't make any sense. And she said, well, why not, sir? I said, well, that birth pains. Birth pains. <laughs> I said, what I saw from this woman, I pointed at Missy. I never should have done this because then this, it just, you know. Escalated. I said, there's nothing you want to celebrate in that moment. Now, once the baby came out, oh, everybody's happy, you know. I was like, so you're, Nicaragua needs to move that up, you know. So I was kind of joking. but So the next thing you know, because I, then I said, well, while I'm at it, I started going through the annoyances of Christmas. I don't know how to say it. The struggles, the annoyances. Now, these are these are light issues. You know, we'll get to what really matters, but everybody will spit that out. If you say, what's special about Christmas? You're like family, food, Jesus. You know, Jesus, family, right? But we say that so much. So I went into the details, and I came up with the good, bad, and the ugly. And... Here's what's weird about this. The 10 things that I consider the ugly or the struggles, these are 10 things that my wife loves. That That's where the argument came. All right? Are, are you with me? All right. So I'll give them, and y'all just tell me if I'm off or if you have any comments. It'll be interesting these, to see how I feel about what you think versus what you're wife another girl well, just, thinks we're, we're going for it we well, are off I, I are, can, I, before you even start i can tell you that no i don't just think because so. you're a half a bubble off I on think, everything i think on most of these things you're gonna rally with me <laughs> all right we'll see number 10 which will go you know area of importance recipe changes you say what these are top 10 annoyances recipe changes what happens is when the in-laws come my wife will she doesn't use the spice because she doesn't want them to like go, oh, this is too hot. Or, so all the food that we normally eat, it's the same, but has no no spice. <laughs> okay, just if you have no comment, fine. She's accommodating. She's accommodating. So, so you, you buy, you're buying. I understand her being okay. accommodating. I understand why it's frustrating, but do we care yeah. more about the family coming or our, okay. our own taste buds? That's what she said. <laughs> And look, I'm not saying these are deal breakers. These are playful annoyances, all right? <laughs> Next, not noticing decorations. This happened last night. I said, oh, the tree. You put up the tree. She said, I did that yesterday <laughs> and goes off. How can you be in this house for over 24 hours and not notice? Well, I got to looking around. The whole thing had turned into a winter wonderland. <laughs> and you had somehow missed it. I never noticed that. <laughs> okay, are you with me or not? Well, I would have noticed that. So the way they wanted you to handle it was appreciate the decorations. Yes. yes. Twenty. She said, I, "I was wondering how long you were going to sit there without acknowledging the hard work." I said, "You didn't have to do it." I've never gone, have said that. I've never gone entered any structure. Since I've been on the earth and checked out the decor, I just never have done it. Well, you'll like this. She said, you're just like your dad. You don't Is that what he said? She said oh. that. Okay. 
All right, next on the I'll list. I'll take the blame. It doesn't bother me. Next on the list. That is Phil Esque. Now, I've got to, you know, be careful with this because it is a good movie. But every year, we have to watch The Sound of Music. That's why her parents were there last night. We all go in there. I've never watched it, really, until last night because she made such a big deal about it. I was tired. The Sound of Music. Well, listen, I, now this has a backstory. When I asked my wife to marry me, she said, I got two conditions. It was not like, yes, I'll marry you. She said, there's two things. You mean your marriage and your tying the knot it hinges on this particular... <laughs> when I said, when you marry... I said, will you marry me? She said, two things. She said, I want my kids, if the Lord blesses us with kids, to go to a Christian school. I said, okay. She said, number two. She said, so far, so good. She said... You have to sit down and watch the sound of music with me. Mm. You have and to I thought sit down. one time or every well, single did, year. I'm just telling well. you what she said. <laughs> I didn't know the tradition in her family is they watch that every year. Look, first, first, let me say this: this movie's four hours long, and it's a musical. Have you seen it? Nope. So, look, oh, never heard now, of now look, it. Now look, I've so, heard of so it. So I look. Did I did I watch the sound of music? I'm like, if you want me to watch this movie to marry you, where? Go get it. Let's go to Blockbuster back then, you know. So I did, and I thought, okay, it, the story's pretty good, but I get so bored with all the singing. And now I, I, I got to be careful in saying that because look, last night here we are. We've been married thirty years, and her family is musical. like musical. All of them can mm-hmm. sing. And- Ow, right? They all cried last night. I, I ain't talking about because you watched the movie. No, they cry every time they watch oh, the movie. Watch every time they watch the movie, they cry, they sing. Like when the songs come on, they all sing. So the effect of it is sadness. <laughs> well, I think they're... <laughs> it's, is it it's tears a, of it, joy? It has a, it's a great it, it's movie. It's a great a movie. Great musical, but I could not watch it over and over and over again. So yeah. I, it is a beautiful story. Um if someone hasn't seen it, I wouldn't want to give away the end. It was like the 60s, right? When if that, you hadn't seen that. Julie Andrews. I mean, she's brilliant. No, y'all hadn't seen it. I haven't seen it. I, the, for last night, it's the first time I watched it. But I did, like, blank out over, I'd say, half of it. <laughs> well, they're singing these little cuckoo songs, cuckoo. And they're all singing it. But they're children. I'm just scared somebody's going to walk in I mean, they're, and they're see children. me <laughs> sitting there doing this. I wouldn't have been Or somebody might film it. Hang on, let's take a break. <laughs> All right, look. We, get we did bought. a production of that in Nicaragua, by the way. The school put on a production Sound of, of The Sound of Music, and it was really good. I was a nun. Oh, I yeah. was one of the singing nuns. Well, the line of the movie is, at the end, the Germans are after this family or whatever. I'm gonna, I hope I ruined the movie for everybody. <laughs> and their car, their vehicles wouldn't crank, and they were trying to go. And this movie was made in, like, what, 1920? That was like 40 the 60s something. or something. It's old. 60s, yeah. And the two nuns are standing there, and they said, Bless me, sister, for for I have sinned. And Do what? They, they said, "Bless me, sister, for I have sinned." The nuns say this, and he's like, "She looked like what?" And they came out with, and I've never seen such a spark plug. It was like a spark <laughs> plug. It was like this big, you know, wires hanging off of. They had taken the spark plugs out of the German vehicles, so the Austrians could, could go up the mountain and sing <laughs> more songs. Cuckoo. 
<laughs> See, that's the difference. My family days, we watch Christmas Vacation. That's our tradition. Well, we'll watch that on Christmas Day, but we have the Sound of Music thing going. Yeah. And, and if she ever up. listens to this, this could be a deal breaker for us going forward. Well, you've already been married 30 years, so I okay. think you're good. All right, so next, uh, in-law gifts. This was weird for me to bring up last night with my in-laws there, but I just had to do it. I went through, broke the fifth wall, or whatever they call it. And because uh, one time, and here's what I mean, this is annoyance. One time, one of her in-laws, look, one, one of her in-laws gave me a picture of herself. It was like a portrait. Now, I didn't, I didn't know her very well. It was like 1970s frame, but I'm like, I, I got nothing. <laughs> you know what I'm Okay, maybe you had a bit. <laughs> it was annoying to me. All right, so you had no response. Did you say, "Oh, this is a"? a- I was so <laughs> shocked when I opened it. <laughs> so listen, what a spitting image! <laughs> I wrote this down because here's here's what she got mad about. I'm gonna go ahead and confess my sins. So what I did like is none here. She takes me to this. One, some of her friends, we did this last year or a couple of years ago. We go to some of her friends, and they call it a white elephant regifting party. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to go. But it's Christmas, and these are some of the annoying things you have to do. Well, I took that picture. That was my gift. <laughs> so they opened Bad it up, move. and it's just an old lady. Bad move. I thought it was hilarious. No, that didn't go well. <laughs> I bet nobody. I bet nobody stole that. One. <laughs> Whoever opened that went home with it. I thought. I thought the object of the game was to be humorous. It is. I think that's what it, the times I've done it. It wasn't funny. All right. It would have been funny to me. Here's another I'm with one. you on that one. Another one annoying. Explaining to your kids that I'm Santa. Right, Phil. You didn't do this. There comes a time, I mean, here's what I did, and this is the backstory to this. My son Cole, at four years old, comes in, and he's like, Dad, you know, who is Santa, really? Or something like that. Cole's said, a thinker, too, so yeah, I could see him. He's four years old. Uh, he's starting early. I said, Cole, I'm Santa. The gifts are coming from me. <laughs> but if you ever tell your mom that I told you, I'm going to whip your butt. <laughs> <laughs> so, look, here's the funny part. Every year, the only person that thinks that they're playing the Santa game is Missy. All my kids, I've already told them all. Uh, I'm saying there's no Santa. That is so sad. I think they're old enough now to where they get it. Well, they get it now. Well, now they're adults. Well, the problem was when Cole was about 12 or 13 in, in in a moment of stupidity, he tells his mom that I told him when he was four Ooh. that I was Santa. Mm. You know, I'm in there he doing whatever. I, she come in there and said, Cole just told me one of the strangest things I've ever heard. Well, what am I going to do, lie? I said, yeah, I told him. You know, I'm not going to be superstitious about that kind of stuff. I believe in God Almighty, you know. <laughs> that didn't work. So, all right, I have two more of the uh, annoyances. Uh now, this one is a little more cultural. Merry Christmas. I'm annoyed 
when people are annoyed that you tell them Merry Christmas. This you, is the only annoyance she agreed with me on. Was the Merry Christmas. She because you're you're in the Christmas spirit, but people in our culture now are offended because you got Christ in the Christmas. It's kind of become a a political line. Yeah. Because right? you can say happy holidays. Mm-hmm. So every time somebody says that to me, I always respond with Merry Christmas. It's just, I did a, it's just a reaction. But then most I, people say it back. I put this down to be positive because I didn't want you to think I was negative. The number one <laughs> annoyance is when it's over. Having to take it all down? It's well, annoying when, when it's, it's over. over. Well, we love, I mean, that, because that's my segue into the positive. Right. You know, as as annoying so as those love, things are, I do love dealing with your in laws when the when the party's <laughs> over. I would think that's not an annoyance; that's a yay oh. moment. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I left off one. I, I skipped it, and this is a biggie. So I would put this number one besides the Merry Christmas stockings. Stockings. You know how they hang the stockings up? Look, oh. my wife has done this for twenty five years. She puts stockings up with, I had to look the word up because I, I didn't know what it was, garland. It's green, <laughs> leafy-like brush. Like a with, duck blind. With light. Brush. brush. Okay. He sees brush. You said, where am I going with this? Okay, here's the deal. When she puts this up, you cannot see the score of the game. Oh, she blocks of, the bottom of, of the TV? Of any football game. <laughs> You can't see the ticker. Not okay. You try to look up their stocks, can't see the ticker. I'm with you on this one, too. So I'm like, can we get this down a little so I can see what the score is? How much time's left? I have to send a kid. Now that my kids are grown, I can't do it. I send them up there and say, how many timeouts we got left? That's right. We have this argument every year. And I'm sitting there doing this. This and place, the Gar- Garland. I love stockings, but nothing should block the TV. Thank you. Will you talk to Missy about this? I will. Because it is, I just want to rip it down. Because <laughs> the fireplace is right under it. And I'm looking at the fire, I'm looking at the garland. Because it's so dry. <laughs> no. you, you could just throw it. And then I, well, what I thought about saying was, that thing must have fell right next to that fire. We could have burned the house down. Fortunately, that was the only thing that burned up. All right, so here's the positives. Now, I'm going to quickly go through these because I think you all agree. I put dominoes because when I was a kid, I used to love all my family coming in because that was more competition for dominoes. And and, and so Phyllis to know because you're new to the family. This is your first Christmas with all of us. So in the old days, Granny and Paul lived right next door. So Christmas, more than anything, but also sometimes Thanksgiving, all the cousins and, you know, my uncles and aunts would come and, and stay just you know, so it was it was fun. It was just like a week of dominoes, card games, us playing football in the yard. I mean, a lot of our early really good memories around the holidays were because of that. I think, yeah, because it, awesome. it was like fifteen years. Of course, yeah. then I put homemade food, which is obvious for us, but I think a lot of people that's about the only time they cook is during the holidays. Yeah, so they, I mean they, that stands out as a subtlety that because if you have bad food, guess what? No matter what you're celebrating or trying today. And we have pretty much traditional food, except we fry our turkeys on Thanksgiving. So we do like a Cajun-type Christmas meal. I'm looking yeah. forward to that. Oh, we always had a traditional meal, but I grew up around well, 45 minutes from here, and my grandma made 
you know, cornbread dressing. I didn't know what stovetop stuffing was until I went to Iowa with my husband and his grandma broke out this box and I was like, mm, what's that? And she said stuffing and I'm still like looking at it and I'm like, oh, I think this is a substitute for, for cornbread dressing. dressing and it's not. But it's not really a substitute. <laughs> well, I did learn, uh, Phil and Kay, you know, taught me this. If you want to guarantee good food for every occasion, do it yourself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Learn, so, learn it and, and do it. I, Let's take another break, dude. I made a power play about three years into our marriage. I just went for it because they always like to eat out on Sundays. And I said, look, how about we go to our house, you know, and I'll. I'll cook us a meal, and that led to, how about we have the holiday celebration, whatever it is, here, and we'll cook. What I noticed, the reason it sold, because people don't, some people don't like to cook. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's exhausting, which it is. I mean, I've seen y'all peel, you know, 12 pounds of shrimp. Oh, it's but the, I would, the prep work on a big feed is where all the work goes. But you'd at. rather be exhausted and eat. Practice that. hospitality without grumbling. Good. That's good. Especially in your family. Okay. Now, number three, I have mistletoe. And there's a backstory here. When I was a kid, this is the story that I've never told anyone because I was a little embarrassed, but I did it. <laughs> I realized that over here and to this day on our land, it is a mistletoe haven. Have you noticed all yep. the mistletoe? Well, oh, yeah. So I would go shoot it when I was a kid because at our school, they were real superstitious, not superstitious, uh, traditional. Like when you turn somebody's ring, whatever, like when you graduate, you had to kiss the person who did it the 87th time or whatever the year was we were graduating at Pinecrest. I don't know if your class was like that. <laughs> never. That must be after me. I never heard that one. Well, mistletoe. There was a lot of kissing, but it had nothing to do with well, rings. My, my junior high, pre-junior high, we, we used mistletoe to try to kiss the prettiest girls. Well, I would sell it for... Anywhere from one to five dollars a bag. <laughs> you wonder why Jace ended up like he is. You wonder why that bunch of in laws he's got. I tell you what, he's a he's a so, Christmas capitalist. Boy, he's, like. he's been through a long <laughs> desert march. But it was something to me that was enjoyable because I could go hunt for the mistletoe, which is, and then get paid for it. And you know, well, I'd heard the story about Willie and the gum and candies, yeah. but I'd never heard the mistletoe story. That it was it. legitimate mistletoe. Yeah, I mean, I didn't, shot. I've never seen it. I I I don't know if you'd ask me where I'll, do you find I'll, mistletoe. Well, you I'll, show I'll shoot you, you some. It's I'll a, shoot you. I've some. never. We'll go in the woods and I will say it's just a green ball in the in the top of trees. You'll, you you it stands out. Where does it grow yeah. besides here? I don't know that, but well, we got a bunch of. I don't know why they ended up making mistletoe such a big deal, but it's a, it goes way back. Well, yeah, the and the tradition was you'd hang it up, and then you you mm-hmm. know somebody stands under. Well, that's what we do. All the you know guys they stick it up. You got to kiss, or you go be you know cursed for twelve years. Or, <laughs> yeah, I mean you I would never give kiss them again. the story. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? You're never going to get married if you don't do it. So all right. <laughs> <laughs> I told you this was nonsensical. Uh, now, these are more positive. All right. Caroling. Because I've even, you know, I think y'all have all had people come 
from our church, they, they're big mm-hmm. carolers. And you I, know, this year it's interesting, Jay, since because of COVID, they're not. They there's been a group that's been Christmas caroling for all the years we've been at WF. I they're mean, not doing it. Thirty years. I'm sure they were just. They're not doing it, but they're they're doing a virtual Wednesday night. They're going to Christmas carol. All the carolers, are, and then they send it out, you know, for everybody to watch it on their computers or whatever. So they are still doing it, but it's not, you know, when they, they come invited, to the front doors. They invited people to come and listen at the church if you're around yeah. here. Oh, well, they're awesome. They they came to our house last year. Well, a couple of years ago, or was it last year? We were at your house, and yeah, you the, were in that the Daraja, That's what it uh, was. The Daraja of African kids were in town. And they were caroling with them, and it was awesome. These kids can sing, yeah. and it I've was. I've been a recipient more than I've been part of the. T- I actually, because Missy sings well, and I was, I can hum a low bass note. <laughs> <laughs> but I, <clears throat> I just like that tradition. I, I, I like the power of singing in malls and like these people who yeah. just get radical with it and sing about Jesus in places where it's just i saw last year there was a group uh some community college and so all their choir group they were going to a houston mall and they were dressed into the old victorian you know with the big hats and the dresses and they were just singing going you know christmas songs going through the mall it was amazing i yeah. mean just watching it was fantastic okay and i only have three more on the pause and i'll put magical because now missy when I was I read these to Missy last night after we had our two hour argument because I said no there's some positives and I gave her these and she's like well most of those are just positives for you, you know? <clears throat> but because uh, I had duck season at the top I omitted that because I think that's obvious but there was she, a question about whether or not we're duck hunting Christmas morning I'm in. Yeah. Look, Jace Houston, most I, of I, I would miss. For years he missed when his kids were little. I but can listen get that to this. Little kids. She said, This is weird. All my kids, I heard her say this to Karina. She's like, All the kids are not going to be here till the afternoon and Christmas. I said, Well, bye. <laughs> she said, What? I was like, Well, I'll go hunting. So for and a few years look, when our said, kids fine. were little, it was mainly that's, just that's dad. three that signed up me, the daughter, and you. <laughs> Well, Karina said, well, can I come? I Stone thought, sure. was hedgy, 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 hedgy. We, we may be. Anna well, said uh, she didn't care. Joel go, And Joel right? is going. Joel. Let's bring Karina as a conscientious objector. Bring her hunting? Well, just so just to watch. So she know. doesn't like it? Well, I took her a couple times, you know, but she's not ready for live action. You know, I let her shoot a gun. I mean, I was very. Jason, the more I'm listening to you this morning, the more I'm entertaining the thought that I am indeed mellowing to stay so quiet after hearing your rant on all of this. I just thought he's, he's starting to lose a little bit. You talked about bringing another you're, you're girl. You're crossing bridges I never had to cross, Jason. Phil, it's a lot easier in life just to say, nah. But. I, I get in the game and try to have reasonable uh, discussions yeah. about these things. I mean, it's frustrating when you watch the football game, you can't see the score. Yeah. And, I mean, I go to, like, look, the first two years, I'm going to be honest, I ripped that thing down through it. Well, that's what would have been my move. Well, I did that, and guess what? She just put it back up, mm. you know. Then she started getting all teary-eyed about believing in Christmas and it's a spirit. You're the Grinch. you got to have the <laughs> stockings on the mantle, and I was like, Okay. So now I got to have my computer while I'm watching the game, 
just so I can see how many timeouts the clock. Jace. So I'm literally doing this. I know you act a little odd from time to time, but after hearing your story about your in-laws, where it started and where you are now, I would say you've done well, my son, to come out of there. Well, you got to think about With a sound mind. I love my wife's ability. Such as it is. To sing. I love it that she, and she sings, you know, mostly about God. So I love it. But there is a byproduct that comes with it, which is we watch musical movies that I would never watch. I mean, she's like, come watch this movie with me. What am I going to say? No. Your mother would never say to me, Phil, let's go watch a musical. Let's go turn on a musical. She wouldn't say that. Do yourself a favor. Watch The Sound of Music with Kay. Now, you need to have plenty of rest and sleep before you start. Because it's hard to stay awake I the think first three I know hours. It may be difficult, but I believe I can get by on Planet Earth without that movie. <laughs> it's a pretty good saying. movie if you can make it to the end. Hang oh, on, yeah. Jay. Let's take another break. All right. So magical, and I don't mean Revelation 28 magical. I just mean I do like the idea of believing in imaginary things and you know, Santa Claus, and we had the little elf guy that moved around when our kids were real little. What do they call that? Elf on the shelf. shelf. Elf on the shelf. So you move it every night, and they wake up, and they're like, I forgot why it moves every night. Well, it, it, it gets in these different positions and all this stuff. And and then that we're in big into it with my grandkids, but there's two now, so there's an <laughs> elf on the shelf, and then somebody came up with an Uncle Si elf. And sold it. Well, that's just and horrifying. So, so now we've got Cy and Pixie or whatever the other one's name is. So <laughs> we have two of it, man. Okay. And then the last two are really serious. I mean, I wasn't being playful. Those are just all, you know, I thought small subtleties. Grace giving. And I say that because every year, you know, I, I know y'all do different things. We pick a family, and, I mean, we give them a pretty big chunk of money mm-hmm. uh and it's not like we're just enabling or it's you know i remember a couple times it was over you know somebody was diagnosed with a disease and you know it's close to us and we just and i love we i love doing that every year yeah, well, us too. You know, we've got a Christmas. one of my, my lisa's nieces is um they have eight foster kids they had two kids they raised, and they've, they've adopted eight kids mm-hmm. out of two different families because she's a nurse at Charity Hospital. And just such givers, you know. And so we know they've got all those kids, you know, so we always give them yeah. money, you know, to be I able mean, to, stuff like that. I, mean, I just, think there's a lot of people giving to charities and all, and that's great. But I just think there's something special about finding a family mm-hmm. and just because, you know, you think, well, you can't help them all. No, but I can tell you what, you can take one and really, just really help them. And you, and especially as people of character, and it's just you know sometimes life is hard yeah. and tough. And They're so in a tough situation. We got it. Here it is. But even when we didn't have it, we we still did it. It was just a very small you know amount. Right now it's much more substantial. And then the last positive is that to find clever ways to share Jesus. <clears throat> and we've always, even when our kids were small, about you know reading the Jesus story in clever ways to having the rehab people or the, you know, the ones Missy was working with that been victims of sexual abuse and all that crowd. I mean, we had have that whole crowd like on Christmas Eve 
and we tell them to bring, you know, bring in their their partner or whatever. And I mean, we did that for years, and you're thinking, good luck, everything still being here after this is over. I mean, you couldn't have these people are rough, but I thought, you know, and it was Missy's idea originally. It's a clever way to share Jesus and to share love and and things that you have with people that would never think that you would have them in their home and say, let's celebrate, you know, Jesus together. So even when Mia had her, uh, one of her surgeries or whatever, one, one time we had all the people she had met and her doctors mm, and we invited them and they filmed it, you know. Right. It was a clever way to share Jesus to her medical team. And they all came, you know, and they brought the other kids. So that was my, that was the struggles, and those were the. So did the, you have all this written down when you were telling us to miss you? Or was this just coming during off the, top the of argument? It? It's when I'm I was just wondering for how this two hours. I would just write something down, if good or bad. I just took the good and the bad, and I wrote them down. These are all the things that came up last night. In I have never taken Have you ever taken notes, notes during an argument, Phyllis? No, I took notes. Well, never. she said, "Why do you keep writing this down?" I was like. Because I'm going to talk about this in the podcast. And she said, if you talk about this on the podcast, don't come home. Oh, But then ouch. she laughed. So she's like, thanks for burying our innermost struggles and secrets. Well, we're going to – I think we told the audience is we're going to have Missy and Lisa on one of the podcasts uh, after the first of the year. So we're going to get her response. Well, listen to this. She said, uh, "She said, well, I, you should invite me. If you're going to read those things, you should invite me. I said, you're welcome to come. And she said, I'll sing a Christmas song. <laughs> I said, well, come on. But then we had something. She yeah. had something come up. One of her friends lost someone close. We so didn't need to have her sing a song when she comes on. That's a good I idea. I think she would. Would well, after, Maybe something from the sound that, of music. <clears throat> after hearing that speech, Al, uh, <laughs> reminds me of, I have a phrase I used. I never read it anywhere. The phrase is, the rarest of commodities while you're on planet Earth is peace of mind. You True. know what I'm saying? Yep. Yeah. Well and after hearing Jace expound on the issues <laughs> that have that he's gone through laboriously. No, I said always I said playfully. 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 None of this So this is tongue in cheek. This is, is not it, it's all tongue in cheek. Now, but you're right, and a lot of people we could have I mean people listening they would have a hundred more things All right. from oh. family. You know what I'm saying? That oh. comes about as a result of... We the, had this argument about that... What is it called? Gander? Uh, I forgot what... Grant, Garland. Garland. Being over the... Brush. <laughs> brush. Being over the... <laughs> Christmas brush. We have that argument every year. I mean, the first couple of years I did, because I was immature and stupid, I'm like, it means something to her, so guess what? Does it really matter that I see this score? So I play along and throw her a jab or two. She throws me a jab or two. But she wins. She gets to have the thing covering up the game. And in all seriousness, surely that, you know, so what? So, I mean, it's to me, if to keep the big stuff, Jesus, people, you know, love, to keep that, the focus, all this gets blurry. But, you know, I did go through four hours of the sound of music last night. I mean, I'm just saying that, hey, that's, that happened. That, that's, that's Christmas <laughs> suffering. Now, let's take one last break. You're a better man than me, that's for sure. So the last thing I was going to say before Al gives us some credibility <laughs> is 
I, I shared with them for the first time. I shared with humans what what I think we should change. We I had a world changing announcement last night because they just they kept they kept poking the bear, and I just come out <laughs> throwing haymakers at the end because it was like four on one. But I said, look, here's what I don't get. And this kind of came from Karina and the Nicaragua celebrating the 24th, 24. but it was it was gave me the platform to share my idea. <clears throat> I said we got this all wrong. On New Year's Eve, everybody stays up till midnight. We should have that tradition for Christmas. And here's why. You know, first of all, it's hard to coordinate the time anyway. You know, it's it's five o'clock somewhere. Yep. Right. So everybody's like, oh, it's the year, the new year. No, well, it didn't happen in Nicaragua. <laughs> in Russia, they're like, that happened yesterday. It's like when you're watching the thing <laughs> yeah. come down in New York. It's it's 11 o'clock here, you know. Yeah. So I think we should all stay up on Christmas Eve, and at midnight, everybody, that's when the celebration, because Christ is born, and since he cannot be harnessed into time, because it says he's the same yesterday, today, and forever, so I think we should count down then. And here's why. On New Year's Eve, you're starting a new year. Well, you're starting off tired. I mean, you should get a good night's rest. <laughs> no no wonder your resolutions didn't work. You made it after you had had a few adult beverages in the middle of the night, and you just started off with a train yeah, but then wreck. you're going to be tired on Christmas Day with your logic. It's going to be the same So thing. I think it should be changed. I think you should do the countdown on Christmas Eve, going into Christmas Day at the because it's a way bigger thing. Countdown to Jesus to me, yeah, I agree with the that. time like thing that. on the. Well, they actually agreed with me, yeah. But then when I was like, "Look, it begins now. We're changing <laughs> the world now," and she said, "Oh, babe." So if you do away with New Year's Eve, do you have a replacement, no, or you say I it like, just completely goes away? It's just New Year's Day. So you no just, more New Year's you Eve. You get you go home. And you get ready, you know, get your little plan for your New Year's resolution. Then get some sleep. You go to bed early. <laughs> now, I am saying this because it is in duck season. And do you know that I've never, I say never, maybe prior to eight years of age, I've never seen a New Year in? I'm asleep because it's always in duck season. Probably Christmas the same way. Well, but I would stay up for the birth of Jesus. Well, you, you know, you in the see old what I mean? If that was days, the tradition, you stayed up and put the stuff together. Mm-hmm. That was always the late night stuff. Granted, there. this is from a duck hunter's perspective. I'm not staying up to midnight. Uh, do you stay up at midnight on New Year's Eve? Not on not when it has anything to do with birthdays. No, New Year's <laughs> Eve. Yeah, New uh, Year's Eve. It's 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 another year, which is like a, a birth birthday. of a new year. That's Happy right. birthday! And I'm like, it's not that much happy because I got another year under my belt, and uh, they say I've got 77 average years to live. So I, when you hit 74, 75, I'm four away. I don't count it down. Dad sees 77 but, as a hard out. That's what I, but <laughs> would you? That is correct. But would you do it? So on, isn't it great? You're one year older. I said, you know, tell my back about that. <laughs> but if we made Christmas Jesus Day and we counted it down to the minute that it hit and we said we're going to do a service or whatever, you would do it then. I would do it. Do you know what's ironic about that, Jace? There's a lot of churches, a lot of different groups that because we don't really know exactly what time of year 
you know, when was Jesus actually born? That's right. Um, that they won't even talk about Christmas. Well, I mean, like they take it they... the other extreme. They're like, well, we're not going to talk about that because we don't know. So they go out of their way. Well, they take it to take... not talk about the birth of Jesus, which I've always mm-hmm. found just they, stupid. They take out of context the where's that verse they get that from? Uh, Colossians, maybe. Uh, it's the same attitude of not saying Merry Christmas, even if you're not a believer. It's a joyous time. It's a time, for, and it's a for traditional it's a saying. Tra- yes, yeah, yeah, exactly. Enjoy it and just be merry and right. happy with other human beings, even if you don't agree. And I'm one that's not. I've never researched it, but I wonder when they started making it because it's a worldwide thing. Yeah. So, and they may have if a, the world is changing anything because of an event that they read about. Right. Some believe it, some don't. Think it's a fairy tale. But, but it looked like to me if the world was impacted that much, it has something to say about the person who yeah. pulled this off. Well, what's fascinating about the, the Christmas story, that it's in Matthew 1 and 2 and Luke 1 and 2, and you get two different perspectives, is that God in his infinite wisdom decided that, I mean, because he could have just shown up as a full-grown Jesus That's right. at 30 years old and do his ministry. and That's was here, right. th- But he wanted to go through the whole thing. Yeah. The baby, I mean, that's the little incredible. kid. I mean, that, it, it's incredible. It, it, we've talked about the story where he's 12 years old at the temple because you don't re- get a lot of early Jesus stuff. But, I mean, it, that's amazing because he's obeyed his parents. He, like, he's God. <laughs> and he's like, okay, well, I'm sorry. You know, and he, it's like, I mean, you know, he's, he was a 12-year-old kid, you know, even though he was more because he had all this wisdom and all. That's what fascinates me about the story is that he was born. Of course, in, in the Matthew account, Herod, they called him Herod the Great, he was trying to kill him. And so well, he, he was up, trying to kill all babies. Then he killed a bunch of babies, which again, this infanticide has been around forever, because he, he didn't want to be threatened because he got the word from the Magi that this it was the king of the Jews or the king of Israel. So he took that as a threat, but he didn't understand the nature of you know Jesus as a king, which you know we talked about that at his death. You know, mm-hmm. Pilate missed all that too. Yeah. So you know, God was working, but I mean, Jesus' day is anytime you can bring focus to that. I don't. I don't. I think the thinking is there's a couple of references where it says you don't acknowledge special days or worship, but they're missing the point. Completely. Right. I mean, we're not saying the day is... Let's just have a day where the world considers, even if they don't believe, that Jesus, Son of God, was born. What are you, crazy? Yeah. You're not for that? (laughs) I mean, who knows what the day is? I don't think there's anybody that says, no, it was December the 25th. Well, in Russia, that's December 24th. That's what I brought up the thing about Karina. She didn't know it was December 25th. So it's not about the day. To me, these are people that are missed the the forest for the trees. Right. Well, I uh, like it that there's days that every year that we, the world even, and for sure believers recognize his birth, his death, his resurrection, and even in, in some sense his ascension as part of that Passion Weekend. So, I mean, that should be, we should celebrate that for sure. I mean, we yeah. celebrate it all the time, but, I mean, for sure there should be a notice of such life-changing, world-changing events as that. I mean, this was incredible when he came. And all the stuff surrounding it with the, you know, all the traditional stuff, and you see all the nativities in front of churches or in front of people's homes, and that's, I think that's awesome. I think mm-hmm. the idea, 
Like, just like we celebrate the birth of our children, we still remember. I mean, I'm having birthday parties with grandkids now. I mean, we all get together. You know, it's yeah. a, it's a, we celebrate that. We should certainly celebrate when God decided to come down here. And you're honoring that person. Right. There's, yeah. It's their special day, and they're special, and you're, you're wanting to show them that. So I think it's a struggle, and I think we have to say this. You know, some Christmas holidays are rough for some people. Yep. You know, they, they've lost mm-hmm. loved ones, and they, especially with all that's been going on this year. But, you know, look for an opportunity. Those of us who are still alive, I'm telling you, Jesus in your heart, is the foundation for new beginnings and a reason not to quit. That's right. So as painful and as trouble as it's been, I mean, I've been blessed that, you know, my wife and I, even though we disagree on everything in life, (laughs) except Jesus, I've said many times, it's enough because we can play about this other stuff. And even last night for a second, I was like, are you really mad? She was like, no. (laughs) But, you know, it's it coming enough. on pretty strong. It got far enough that you asked the question. I did ask the question. I was like, are you really mad? She was like, no. Well, one good thing about putting Christmas in a spiritual context, not just gifts and Santa and all that stuff, is that when a person like the mayor of L.A., who who basically canceled Christmas for L.A., um, is you can say, you know what, you, you, you can't cancel Giving homage to Christ and families right. being able to celebrate that, so you, it's it's un it's not cancelable, you know. And so yeah. that's what we celebrate with this. So uh, I thought interesting, Jay, to, to get inside the. the I'm my, probably in so much trouble now. Where <laughs> it's Christmas, Jace. <laughs> it's the Christmas. Spirit. I thought y'all would like that. I jotted these things. I'm shocked that y'all haven't heard half of what I've said. I'm fascinated that you took notes during <laughs> a playful to... argument with your wife. It was two hours. I mean, it was playful, but it was playfully long. Can you imagine? Just like, hold was, on, Tony. I want to write this one down. It was half the length of the sound. Of I music. mean, look at the notes. Look how, because I would draw a line and say, okay, no, that, we, we backed off that one. All right, so Merry Christmas, Unashamed Nation. Uh, we, we'll talk more about New Year's next time. Thanks for listening to the Unashamed Podcast. Help us out by rating us on iTunes. And don't miss an episode by subscribing on YouTube and be sure to click that little bell to get notified about new episodes. And for even more content that you won't get anywhere else, subscribe to Blaze TV at blazetv.com slash unashamed.